What's happening? How are you? It is, what's the date today? It is June 5th, 2020. My name is Lisa Page. This is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. I'm waiting for my friend Lindsay, Bible friend Lindsay, to come join me. While we wait, though, I wanted to quickly recap my job situation. Yes, I am no longer hosting Pop Crush Nights, which was what, which was a national syndicated show that I had been doing for over five years. And if you didn't see my IG video, I know a lot of you have. If you are a virtual friend of mine, you know. But if you don't know, basically, this national show that I picked up about five and a half years ago It was awesome. It fell in my lap. I wasn't really even looking at the time to go back to work full time. But this company, Town Square, that I have been with for, you know, the last five years was amazing. And they put a home studio in my house. And that's uh, where the show was recorded. And then my producer, who actually happens to be Ainsley's godfather, he produced my show and they live about three or four miles away. So everything was super local on a national level, which was awesome. And I'm very grateful for the time that I had with Town Square. And uh, they were a, a fantastic company to work for because they gave me full creative control, no air checks, no having to get on lots of phone calls with different program directors from other cities telling me what I can and can't say or what I said was offensive or none of that. It was the most perfect job for me. And it set the bar because now I don't want to go anywhere else. If I'm going to take another radio job, it's going to be from my house. I'm never going to walk into another radio studio for the rest of my life. It's just not going to happen. I'm just going to do it from my house or I'll just continue with this. Oh, of course I'm going to continue with this podcast regardless. But if something else were to come about, I'm not going to get my car and commute like I used to. It's just, it's not going to happen. And you know what? I think that we've all seen that we are capable. A lot of us are fully capable of doing our jobs from our homes, including broadcasters, my fellow radio people. They've been doing a lot of stuff from home. So with technology, just makes it easy. But I had signed a two-year contract with Town Square on April 1st in the middle of the pandemic. We couldn't even believe it. And five weeks later, which was last Thursday, I got the call from my boss and he said that they had to let me go because of internal budget cuts and COVID in my release paperwork. It does say that I was like, oh, because of COVID. I was three months ago making fun of COVID and I'm the one that got laid off. So if anyone thinks karma is not a thing, karma is a thing. I'm here to prove it, <laughs> but it's fine. Honestly, I've been totally okay with this only because I never had this show local. My radio show never aired locally in Dallas. So I never made that connection with listeners that I did back in the day when I worked in Philadelphia, when I worked in New York, when I worked in Tampa, I was always on the phone with locals and I was out doing appearances and I was shaking hands and kissing babies as they say in this industry. I had none of that. I just did my little show from my house. I sent all my files to Eddie, my friend slash producer. And that was it. I didn't hear a word about it. I didn't even realize I was on there half the time because I wasn't exclusive to Dallas. I appreciate all the calls. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? What can I do for you? Oh, how are you feeling? I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Sure, my IGTV video came off sounding and looking unusually happy, but really genuinely, I am okay. And we are moving onward and upward with this cute little podcast of mine. So that is the deal. That's the deal. Lindsay's still not here. 
This week has been crazy though, right? I mean, insane, insane. And when Lindsay gets here, we'll get more into our initial reactions to all of this. Lindsay and I are pretty aligned with our beliefs in our platforms and where we stand with all, with all of this. And so she was a perfect person I thought of to bring on just from the spiritual side of things because Bible friend Lindsay knows everything about the Bible. Lindsay knows the Bible like I know my shark vacuums. Don't ever try and trip me up on a vacuum because I will set you straight. Confession though, on the vacuum front, I did buy a new vacuum and this time it's not a shark. So I hope I love it. I don't know. I hold sharks in such a high regard. <laughs> they are vacuum goals. This was kind of an impromptu purchase. And that's only because I was one night scrolling through my apps, my shopping folder on my phone. And I'm like, oh, HSN. I haven't been on HSN in so long. I haven't even ordered anything from HSN in three years. Let me see. What do they have? And they had a special on this Bissell cordless vacuum. Let me pull up the actual title. It is the Bissell Air Ram Cordless Vacuum with extra filter. So I got it for $189. It's back up to its normal price of $249.99. I'm telling you, these, these videos they do, obviously, that's how they get you. And they got me. So I'm going to try it. You know, I'm not one to hold back on a return. So if I'm not impressed, which is going to be hard because I am always so pro shark. That if I'm not seeing results immediately with this cordless Bissell, I'm sending it back. I'm going to save the box. I'm going to send it back. So that was my latest purchase. I will link it, but don't go ahead and buy it based on what I've said because I haven't tried it yet. Okay, next week I'll let you know. Or if you follow on Instagram, I'll let you know. But it's out for delivery today, actually. So I'll have it and I will give it a little test run at some point. I see Lindsay. She's pulling into the driveway. So hold on and we'll be back in a sec. Lord, we don't need another mountain There are mountains and hillsides enough to climb There are oceans and rivers enough to cross Enough to last till the end of time What the world needs now Love, sweet love It's the only thing That there's just to little love What the world needs now Is love, sweet love No, not just for some But for everyone We are taking it to church with that's Andrew Day. Andrew Day. Good call with the song, Lens. Mm -hmm. Welcome it's to the show. So true. Bible friend Lindsay. I'm here. She is here. I'm happy to be back. What the world doesn't need is virtue signaling. It's so true. It's another mountain to climb. <laughs> Mm. What the world doesn't need is a black box posted on your Instagram feed. But what if the world saw someone else post it and hashtag it? Then we could forgive the world for doing it, Hashtag right? BLM. Okay. But then they get educated later in the day. Yeah. That they weren't actually supposed to do that. 
I actually was educated today by my friend who works at Orange Theory. This is when Brittany and I went in today to initially quit. Oh. But then we got talked into keeping our memberships frozen for the I next 90 days. I want to quit the gym. I want to break up with the gym. let me quit the gym. And Jaylin, who's black. Yes, okay. everyone. I okay. have black friends. You probably weren't standing six feet apart. I definitely was not. Did she have a mask on? She did, but then she took it down to tell me. She pulled it down. How to properly care for the weave. <laughs> You know, Jalen comes in with these adorable styles all the time. Yes. And this is why I'm jealous of black women because they can change up their hairstyles whenever they want and no one questions them and they always look good. Oh, it's a lot of work though. It is a lot of work. It's a lot. It's a lot that I have the extensions and my hairstylist, Veronica, whom I love. <laughs> Shout okay. out to Veronica. She is a woman of color mm -hmm. and I love her mm -hmm. very much. Mm -hmm. And we've had a long relationship. And my mom FaceTimed me the first time I was getting my extensions sewn in and she said, I'm doing your girl's weave. <laughs> And I said, like, you know what? I mean, that's part of, like, the appropriation thing. Like, women have taken the different things that black women have done in their history, and we've adopted it as our own as well. Like, these hand-tied extensions, everybody feels like they just showed up on the scene. Right. But women have been going in and having weaves done for a long time. It's just that we haven't had to take part of it. But Oh, um, Lindsay, Lindsay's, everybody listening, she's been a part of this. This I'm has been the movement thankful. since last year. I'm very thankful that we're able to do the extensions, the sew-in. Okay, I'm very grateful. You, you do look really good. But Jalen was explaining to me because, you know, my brother-in-law is black, so my niece and nephew are mixed. Now, you would never know my niece had any, like, like her father was black because she's as, as Little Wayne says, white as snow. <laughs> she's white as snow. But my nephew Beckett is the most beautiful He's mixed beautiful. baby. He's, He's beautiful. beautiful. And so is Zoe, of course. She's beautiful, too. Yep. But Beckett has the hair. Yeah, the hair. And Lindsay has no clue what to do with it. So I was talking to... to Not Jay me, sister Lindsay. Lisa's sister. Yeah, Lindsay. yes. My sister Lindsay, and then we have Bible friend Lindsay. My That's sister it. Lindsay has tried everything. And when I see Beckett, I'm like, did you comb his hair today? Because I don't know what you're doing with his hair. Like, and I'm mom judging you I know, right I am. I, but you're my sister. And she's like, no, I, I, like, I'm trying to manage this. So I was asking, asking Jalen, you know, what my sister should be doing with, with Beckett's hair. Because yes. it obviously, it's not the same as my sister's. Yeah. And Jalen was like, oh, girl, yeah, she just needs to do a little bit of water and a little bit of oil, a little bit of curly kits, whatever it was. So anyway, but I did get diversed today on the, her, her hair looks so good. Like I was like, okay, so you got the braids going, but then where do your braids come in? Mm. So she broke it down for me and she was more than willing to explain to me how I it, totally yeah, like tell me, this, is this how Beyonce does it? She's like, yes. So they tie them in, mm -hmm. you keep them in for three weeks. We sleep with a scarf, which I knew. Yep. And thank you for not being offended because I at asked my, you what's going on with your hair. At my ignorance. Right. But but some people do. They feel very offended because they think you asking about it is a criticism. That's our perception of what they're going to think of us. Yes. You know, our friend Keisha. Yes. She's a good yeah. friend of ours. Yeah. She's the manager at the, the daycare place that we bring our kids a lot of the times when we drop them off or yep. they host camps. Shout out, Miss Keisha. We love you, Keisha. We, love you, we Keisha. You are my sister. Actually, mm -hmm. I sent her a TikTok today of this middle-aged woman doing the, um, I'm a savage. And I go, Keisha, I need you to learn this, all the moves, and report back. She's She's like, okay, I'm on it. Like, let me know. Then she'll text me and go, you fucking crazy, girl. You fucking crazy. But Keisha, like, she's another one. I think if I did not know her, some people might perceive like, oh, I don't want to ask her. She might be offended that I, mm -hmm. that I don't know mm -hmm. what a black woman does with her hair. Keisha, like, well, yeah, she's like, yeah, I got some new hair. You like it? I'm like, I love it. Yeah. I want to switch up my hair like that. Yeah. Yeah. This I mean, you could. You could do the different length, but it's expensive. 
Yeah, it is expensive. Lindsay just got her hair it's done. It's an investment. Like, it is okay. an investment. It's an investment. Very different when these suckers come out, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Thank you for letting us learn. And yes, thank you for letting us learn. That's good. That's really good. Remember when I think it was Chloe Kardashian? It was a few months ago. She had the cornrows in. Mm-hmm. There were and two. Everybody was. Did she get dragged? Oh, Bless. all across social media about black appropriation. When I look at those pictures and I don't want to be called racist because I'm white and I, and people are, are listening to me thinking, well, you're white and you're defending another white girl. But I think their hair Chloe's looks. Chloe's not white. But she's not. You're right. She's Albanian. Are, do we, do Where we are they? I don't know who her daddy is. We, he might be OJ Simpson. It could be. Okay. It could be. Okay. But I don't know what Chris. But either way. Anyway. Why, but why was she dragged through the mud for that? Well. This is probably a very ignorant question anything. to someone who's listening of color and you're like, well, girl, that is so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But her daughter is half black. So what's the problem? Yeah. She may have needed to get him to see what the pain level was like before she let her baby do it. Exactly. But be- Kim's yes. had the cornrows. Anyway, I really am thankful for being able to appropriate the hairstyles because yeah. it has benefited me. And not gotten killed for it. However, it was it also really was a learning opportunity mm-hmm. of this is what you have to go through to get your hair done like this. It's it a is lot of work. It is. And it takes a lot of time. It the takes, first time yeah. I got it done, it took five. It took five hours. I remember that. So I grew up in a very different socioeconomic area. Uh, my school, it wasn't very diverse. I was um, one of very few white kids in my class. Mm-hmm. It was heavily African-American. And it didn't, I didn't know that that wasn't a normal thing. I didn't know that we weren't diverse. People take the word diverse and they think that it means there are more or less African-American people or other people of color. Mm -hmm. But that isn't necessarily what it means. It means there's a lot of different Mm -hmm. diversities there. And that's probably redundant. When we moved to Grapevine from South Dallas, it was an eye opener. And we really, when we would go to restaurants and stuff, it was like, there's only white people here. Mm -hmm. It felt uncomfortable. Like we felt uncomfortable. For you, because you were just so used to. Yes. And I went to um, eighth grade here and I got bullied really bad because I didn't talk the way that my classmates here talked. I still sounded like I was in South Dallas. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Okay. And this, it's a pejorative. This is a pejorative, but it was a bonics. Like, that's what people would say. Like, why do you speak in Ebonics all the time? What? Yes. And I didn't know. Right. I didn't know any different because that's how I had, I mean, all of my You peers, were just used to it. This is the way we yes. communicated. Yes. And I hate that it's, it's viewed in a negative way mm-hmm. because it was the dialect of where we were at. And we we did move because my dad's office was up here. And um, yeah, it it's hard. It's hard because there's so much hate for women who are benefiting from things that black people have just had to do. Like Chloe probably got dragged for the cornrows because she's benefiting from that look. Mm-hmm. When other women who have African-American hair had to do it because the texture of their hair is so different and they can't keep up the maintenance of it. Or mm-hmm. I forgive my ignorance on this on the subject, but I did go to hair school. Yeah. <laughs> so I did learn a little bit about yeah. the different ethnic kinds of hair. Right. So anyway, so I do understand that women have had to work hard to achieve the things that now other cultures are appropriating for their mm-hmm. own use mm-hmm. and benefiting from. And then yes, in their ignorance being like, Oh my God, I'm so glad that hand tied hair extensions are a thing now. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also very grateful that other women who have gone before me were able to master this artwork. Mm-hmm. Like I'm grateful and thank you for putting that work in and mm-hmm. I'm going to now invest it. 
And now I'm investing. Shout out to my hairstylist, Veronica. I have a hair fund. Anyway, so Lisa and I have been exchange have been having these exchanges over conflict the last has it been a whole week? Was this it last really Friday? Had, yes. It's been a week. So there are two kinds of conflict that we've engaged in in the last week. And the first is personal. Mm-hmm. And we had a long conversation last week when we decided to do this podcast on personal conflict and why it can be so hairy and messy so quickly. And then corporate conflict and why it feels like when corporate conflict is happening, it's foreign and it's wrong and it's going to burn the world down. Whether or not that's true, because there is peace, there are peaceful ways to engage in conflict as well. But just like with personal conflict, it gets so hairy and so ugly. With corporate conflict, it does the same thing. It can be peaceful and it can be peaceable and it can accomplish a lot, but uh, it, can, it can go down. It can be really ugly. And our perception of it, it, it's hard. It's hard to nail down the way we feel about it. Like, raise your hand if you've been waffling on whether or not oh you want to go to your local protest yeah. that's been scheduled. Mm-hmm. The one that happened in our hometown in Grapevine yesterday, it was beautiful. I was so proud. How many people came out to that? It was a good amount. I don't know if they reported on a number or not. I'm sure that they got a number because... It looks pretty big. It, but it was, it was a good amount. It was a good amount. And it was, it was really sweet. Our businesses on our main street were open, so people were literally sitting at their outdoor cafe tables, drinking their white wine as the, um, like, people came marching down the road with their signs, you know, neck, like people of all different colors, all different backgrounds, police officers in uniform walking alongside them. It was really sweet. The pictures looked like it was very controlled. Yeah. People were enjoying. Well, and well-meaning. Like yeah, I think everybody came with the intent yes. of saying, I don't know. I don't know your struggle mm-hmm. and help me mm-hmm. because I want to know. I don't want to continue in ignorance where I've seen my ignorance, but Please don't be mad at me for being ignorant on these things either because I don't like it any more than you do that I don't know what I don't know. Right. Like, help me. But people are so scared to do that because our personal ways of entering into conflict have been so fractured. I could keep going. Well, and also, now in this day of technology, a lot of confrontation comes in the form of a text. Well, that's it. So I can keep going on this. So you interject if you feel like. Well, I'm just going to say this. Yeah. Because uh, we did have this conversation last week. And on, I think it was Friday night. My It was Friday night. Saturday morning, I woke up and Stu's like, oh my gosh, I did not sleep last night. I didn't go to mm-hmm. bed till 3 a.m. I'm mm-hmm. like, why? Mm-hmm. He's like, the riots. I'm like, what riots? He's like, the riots. Oh my gosh, I couldn't stop. I, I have been on Twitter all night. Yeah. I, honest to God, I did not know because after what happened to George Floyd happened, mm-hmm. we heard a little bit, but we there was no there was no rioting mm-hmm. a few days following that. Right. And what happened to George Floyd was awful and horrific and inexcusable. Mm-hmm. And, and we thank condemn it. God. We condemn it. Yep. And, and thank God all four officers are going to rot in yep. prison. And they should. Um, I did not know the level of the rioting. And Saturday night... We went out to dinner with Stu's cousin and her boyfriend, and it's all, I couldn't even keep my eyes off of Twitter. I actually deleted Twitter off my phone, and mm-hmm. I act, I'm, I'm considering just deleting my entire Twitter account. Yeah. Twitter is the racist of all of them. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Every tweet, and God mm-hmm. forbid you retweet something that's mildly conservative <gasps> or pro-cop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big enough, I don't have a big enough platform on Twitter, so nobody really gives a shit if I retweet. But I'm reading some of these retweets, mm-hmm. including dumbass Chrissy Teigen's, uh, how Target mm-hmm. 
has not dropped her and her brand. I don't know. I She's can't. Got a lot of power. I honest to God don't understand half of these companies that are still backing these celebrities that are funding mm-hmm. the protesters the and the bailouts. It's beyond me. After I posted on Saturday night about, on, and it was on Instagram, it's on my main feed and I'm not taking it down and I'm not going to be bullied to take it down. Mm. It was just basically saying, I'm, I'm really sick at the way this world is. This is disgusting. This is not to mention, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So now yeah. you might as well just erase the last three months that we've all worked so freaking hard for because I'm really afraid that there's going to be outbreaks everywhere again and we're going to be set back. Everyone's going to go back to- yeah. They'll point the finger. Yeah. I didn't even know. Well, I got so much heat from that post. I've had to block people. And I I think at one point this week, I I said it or I wrote it or something. But like, I'm not going to tolerate the negativity. If you're going to come at me, I will block you. I'm not even going to think twice about it. I'm not going to respond to you. This is not it. If you don't stand with, with where I'm coming from, if you don't believe what I believe, that's fine. There's plenty of other platforms that you can post on. But by labeling me or you Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of our skin color, an elitist, I was called an elitist. How do you, you don't understand Da, 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 da. Really? Because I paid my way. I've worked really freaking hard to get to where I'm at. I know you have too. Ugh. So you're proving my point because yeah. you're calling it racism, but you're racist against me. You don't even know me and you're well, coming at me. That's a form of racism. You didn't say in the post that it wasn't. Let me pull it up. Yeah. Go ahead. You were sick, but you were sick about, you were sick about what led up to the rioting also. Like I'm sick about what's happening yeah. as the symptom but the disease of it makes me just as upset. I said, and let's not forget to thank these disgusting humans for not only burning their cities to the ground, looting, rioting, and beating the shit out of innocent business owners, which happened in every Mm -hmm. single city, Mm -hmm. but for causing what I'm sure will be another huge outbreak of COVID. Now, thank God we haven't gotten any crazy news about it. I did later read in the week that COVID can't be spread. But again, Stu was like, I don't know, because it's not like these guys were six feet apart or girls. Everybody was all over everybody. Yeah. Blood, spit, all all of it. it. All of it. Sweat. Sweat, everything. Well, and to clarify also, the people who were beating business owners and burning businesses down, those weren't peaceful protesters. No. Maybe there was a, a segment of them that were impassioned because of the oppression that they felt. But so much has come out about people being bussed in from towns that they are not from. Right. And opportunists seeing a way to cash in on a new TV. And maybe they feel entitled to the TV. I don't know. But are you enraged at violence against people who are like you and not enraged at the violence that's against people who are not like you? So when you feel provoked by something that someone has posted Mm -hmm. or by something that someone has done, you can look at them and be so mad and take your, like, get is it like keyboard warrior, get on there, Uh comment, point the finger, or you can set your phone down and consider why it is that you're so mad at what this person has said and not equally as mad as something equally impassioned that someone else has said. Why is it this one source that's making you so angry? Could it be that it's because that source is saying something that you might be guilty of as well? Right. Because that's what you can do. You can take your accusations that you're slinging Uh at someone else Uh and apply it to your own heart. Like consider the inconsistency that you have. Because all of us have it. All of us are inconsistent. Mm -hmm. You're mad because you have an idea of who Lisa Page is in your mind. But you do not know her. I know her. Mm -hmm. I know Lisa. 
Like I know areas where she's open and where she's still learning and where she's really thriving. And I've seen her go through different periods of enlightenment and growth. And like, I love being able to be friends with her, but she's got a public platform and people listen to her in the most intimate spaces of their life. And they feel like they have a relationship. And this goes across the board with all influencers. You feel like you know people that you do not know. You know what they're showing you. You know what they're showing you. Real of their life. Yes. And then when they post something that feels really inconsistent with the idea of who they are in your mind, you are pissed because you've invested in this relationship in your head. (laughs) And this is not a return on your investment. This does not represent the person that you think that they are. But you have to understand that when they're doing something like this that's heartfelt they're showing you a side of them in vulnerability and you can weaponize it or you can use it for self-reflection because if you disagree with it to the same degree that this person is passionate on this other side you can choose to not follow them as much not put as much credence into the relationship Mm -hmm. because it's a different person than you thought it was right or you can ask them because you do feel like you can be vulnerable with them help me talk to me about why you why do you think people are disgusting that do this because i don't feel that way and i'm not saying that's one way or the other but if you feel like this was really like so wrong like how dare you once you're calm you can phrase it differently and still ask the same thing like help me understand where you're coming from because I'm upset and I've been following you since Q102 Mm -hmm. and I really do want to know and Lisa says it too I feel like we're friends I really feel like we're friends I do I do but don't uh, come to my house right but don't don't come to my house I just feel like we're friends I'll meet you in public. Sure. But I don't know you enough to like invite you. (laughs) Well, also, too, when you have a question, right, or you disagree with me, that's fine. But message me privately. Message me privately. You don't need to use my platform to try and... Potster. Yes. Yes. Or like clout chase, because you know that Lisa's got a platform. And if you know... And this, again, like this applies to LP. It applies to people across the board. Like if you know someone in such a way and they've got more followers than you do and you intentionally go on their page and post incendiary remark, post articles that you know are opposite of what this person has built their life upon. Maybe, I don't know, a competitor station to whomever this person's spouse may be employed. Mm -hmm. You know what you're doing. It's not intellectually honest to get on there and be like, well, I saw this on, you know, CNN and I really think... Okay. Or the worst of them all, Trevor Noah. You know what you're doing. And I know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like when you're poking the bear to see if it's a grizzly bear or a teddy bear. Like, are you going to be soft and fold? Are you going to come at me? Either way, you get the notoriety and you're going to pick up some followers who are also kind of like, you know what? Yeah. I get it. I'm mad about everything else. I'm going to aim my cannon at Lisa Page. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to be mad about that. That's what I'm going to choose to take my aggression out. Because everybody's mad. Everybody's mad. Everybody's locked in their house. That's right. This was a perfect storm. Totally. Like, this has been kindling that has just been pushed toward, you know, the, the middle of the pot. And now the match has been struck and it is all on fire. Right. Don't capitalize on the amount of followers that you can take from someone else, but also can can they help you? Like, can can they help you understand a different perspective than your own? But it takes work because you have to be open to the fact that your perspective may not be perfect. Or it might not be well-rounded. Exactly. Or you might just come to a point where you say, you know what? We really we really don't agree on Anything. Anything except for mascara. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's fine. But just come to my page when you need a mascara reference. Right. Like exactly. If you need a tip. Right. Come to my page. I'm here look. for you. I'm here don't for the tip. Don't look at it every day. Right. 
Like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't get your cortisol fix <laughs> from getting worked up watching my highlight reels. Right. Okay, because it's not going to work. Okay, but the other, the other element of it is the way that we have broken down our relationships so much since the, like, explosion of the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social oh media God. world. Yeah. So when we've been talking through the ideas of conflict resolution, I tried to organize my thoughts because I don't want to be super scatterbrained about this because well, I do you will, have your notes? I have my notes. Then take your notes, notes out. Yes, I have my notes. So there's pillars of conflict resolution. I love how you really did okay. research for this. I really did. I'm so it's proud. Not, it's not just this. This is holistic. Like what you're hearing is an overflow of the things that we're working out in our lives every day. Right. Like these things are happening. Yes. Okay. And this was an overflow of the time that I've spent because I'm Bible friend, Lindsay. Like I am leaning so much more heavily on the foundation of my life. Mm -hmm. Like the lens that I see the world through is my biblical formation, my Christian education, like the lens that the Lord has given me on the way that I see the world. And it's it's not of my own doing because God has shown me who he is and allowed me to love him. And I'm very thankful for that, but I didn't earn it. It's not, it's not any merit on my own. Like Christ chose to allow me to see him for who he is. And I'm very thankful for that. And it has implications on every area of your life. And if you're, if you've had any time in church, you've probably heard that the greatest commandment is um, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So the setup of that question was antagonizing. This was a troll. It was an expert in the law of the day, okay? Mm -hmm. So he, he had a lot of intellectual assent. This was a setup for the Good Samaritan. And so he said, trying to justify himself, who's my neighbor? And that's when Jesus chooses to tell the story of the Good Samaritan. Again, if you've had time in church, you know the story of the Good Samaritan. You know the mm -hmm, story of the Good mm -hmm, Samaritan. Mm -hmm. So this is where Jesus directly addresses race relations in his time on earth. He starts the story with an understandable context for the person he was asking, because this was a Jewish audience. And he's telling him that a man was going down the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. So it was, it was significant language that this man could understand. Okay. And if you're unfamiliar with the story. It's the not man, Ebonics. He wasn't using Ebonics. He wasn't using Ebonics at the time. Okay. Darn. He uh. wasn't using slang. He uh. does use slang. Mm -hmm. Okay. Later, but he wasn't using slang right here. He was letting him know like someone who looked like you was walking down the road and he got attacked. Okay. And other people walked by and saw him laying on the ground, bleeding to death and they didn't do anything. Well, that sounds so familiar. Okay. And one was a priest and one was a mm. Levite. Okay. But you know who picked him up and saved him? It was a Samaritan. Mm -hmm. That was significant. Okay. This, this spoke specifically to what we're still feeling today. Exactly. It's current. It's totally. Okay. Yep. We think about George Floyd with a knee on his neck. And it was the knee of someone who did not look like him. The people who hate it the most are of all colors and backgrounds. We hate it. We may not feel it as personally as the people who look like George Floyd do, but we feel the responsibility. We feel responsible for the people who look like us what they do. That's why you see so many people crying on their Instagram. We were talking about it a minute ago off air. Like this is why women are crying and begging for forgiveness on their Instagram and they don't even know what specifically they've done. They just want to be forgiven of their part in it. But they don't even know what part they played. They don't That's even... the most infuriating thing about it. Yes, because we've had a breakdown. We've had a breakdown of the way that we function in relationships as a society. Mm -hmm. This gets back to what I was saying a minute ago. The explosion of our social media platforms has led to a breakdown in our communion, mm -hmm. in our communication, mm -hmm. and in our conflict. Mm -hmm. Okay, I grew up Baptist. I do a lot of alliteration. 
okay? When you think communion, our, our church friends are going to think the bread and the wine, and that's part of it. But the communion that we're called to is the communion of saints, the communion of believers, the communion of people, okay, who love the Lord and are trying to love their neighbor and themselves. But there's this new medium of having relationships that we have not ever had a context for. No. We've never had a framework of how we interact with one another when there's no person involved. It right. detaches your humanity from your content. And we were talking, I don't know if it was you or somebody else. I mean, we just have these conversations all week long. There's not one person, I think, on this planet that disagrees that the way George Floyd mm-hmm. was killed was right. We're all unified in this one. Yes, every single person, black or white. This is the one thing we all can agree on right now mm-hmm. is that George Floyd died. Yes, he died at the hands of a white cop, a corrupt cop. Yeah. There's always going to be one bad apple. We all agree on that. And yeah. I've, I've been listening to so many of even these, these, these black NFL players, yeah. these black motivational speakers, mm-hmm. these black influencers that have huge following say it is not a Black Lives Matter thing. Aww. We have a chance now as... Yeah a nation to all agree with this one thing here. So let's listen. Let's learn. Let's change. Let's not defund the freaking police departments across the country. Well, it transcends platforms. Yeah. Like it transcends, it transcends the corporation that you might be involved in. Right. Like we get like, it's so hard because there's the feeling and the fact that black lives matter. Right. You are made in the image of God. Okay. Right. You are, you are uniquely designed and placed by your creator, okay? It is an assault on shalom when your life is taken from you, okay? You were never meant to taste that. It's awful, and we can grieve that. Right. And it doesn't have to be situational. It is Mm -hmm. because of how terrible it was. Mm -hmm. It transcends the agenda. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons we feel so angry is because of the opportunists that have used this to contribute to the benefit of what their foundation is is standing on. And I understand that it coincides and that it is tricky because we want to say black lives matter. They matter. They so matter. I need people that don't look like me in my life to help me understand the different ways that the Lord has created you. There's the political agenda of saying black lives matter when really you're not actually affected by the fact that George Floyd was killed. Exactly. And I don't really want to contribute to your foundation because of the way that you're being an opportunist right now. Right. And I'm not trying to call out Black Lives Matter. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just saying that there are corporations, there are Uh organizations. There's agendas. That are benefiting. 100%. As much as the individual rioter who is just taking advantage of the fact that they can walk in and get a free TV. Because the store is on fire and it's going to burn up Mm -hmm. anyway. So the other way that we've been affected is our communication. Exactly. Because we've dehumanized the person that's on the other side of that screen in your pocket. Yep. Okay, the glowing rectangle is provoking you. And you know what else is so funny about this? Well, for one, all of the riots were broken out in, in liberal this, cities yeah. run yes. by Democrats, okay? Yes. Also, like all of these people that are coming out, Antifa, anti-capitalism, really? That iPhone that you're sitting there taking a video mm-hmm. of the person getting beat out, you yeah. know? Yeah, as you kicked, stand in front of the Apple stone. store about to exactly. riot Exactly, you're about to Because if they're not going to give right. it to you, you're going to take it. Exactly, that is it. Yep, that yep. is it. The attitude that you never make a million dollars, you take a million dollars. That's what I have a problem with. And God forbid I speak out about it. After Tuesday's post, when everybody was blacking out their feeds, which was ridiculous, by the end of the day, I was sitting there laughing at everyone that was now apologizing for posting the black box. It was so hard because I, oh. I, I get the angst. 
of like, I've got to do something. I've got to follow the trend. I want to well, make people know that I'm on board. But what are you on board for? Example, one of my friends, I sent them the Barstool Sports. It was the president, the president guy from Barstool Sports. Oh, yeah. And he says, we get a lot of our news, most of our news from social media. So why the hell would you black it out in the middle of a time like this? Makes no sense. And he refused to put the black box up. After watching that video, I was so happy that I did not go along with the herd of sheep that were posting these black boxes. Yeah. I'm so happy. I didn't think people were going to notice and people did notice. And I got a lot of messages from people thanking me for not posting the black box and also thanking me for doing it and making them not feel bad about it. Now I don't feel so bad. I was worried. I wasn't sure what I was even doing. I didn't know if I was woken up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. So I feel like there's, it's more than just, yes, there's the political agenda. There's Antifa. There's George Soros funding all of these. But this is a tenant of our communication style now. Yes. Virtue signaling is a new way of communication. None of us realize no. we've bought into. It's all over the place. Because I have reshared articles I haven't read because I liked the title. Or the headlines. A hundred percent. I'm guilty too. I have done. I yes. have absolutely participated yes. in it because we didn't realize how pervasive it is. Right. Honestly, with these black cubes, it's also corporate and Personal, like we were saying, like it's a corporate thing, like it's a big push. Post this black cube, put blackout Tuesday just to be muted and listening. Mm. Okay. But then these different influencers who have actually been a part of the Black Lives Movement organization, they came on with instructive content of please stop posting these cubes and hashtagging it because it's clogging up our channels. Like we use this hashtag as a way to communicate with each other. Right. So you putting this on here to let us know that you're listening, it's actually making it hard for us to listen to one another. Right. You really weren't listening. It's it's counterintuitive. Exactly. But you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know. You saw your favorite teacher or your church post the cube and you thought, oh my gosh, like that's totally of your choosing that I want to represent too. Exactly. So you post it. Right. But you just don't, you just don't know. And then there are others that it's like, no, I'm posting this and I'm going to make sure people see it because I need them to know that I'm virtuous because I've built this platform on being virtuous. So it just further echoes the fact that we have lost the ability to have interpersonal communication. Mm -hmm. Because you know what I want to do? I want to call up my black friend and ask her, help me. Yeah. I don't want to post the black cube. It's not your job to educate me on how I can function in our relationship better, but I just want to know if I've already faltered. I asked Keisha what she thought about the black cube and she had no idea what I was talking about. Because she's participating in an individual relationship. Like she is, if if you were being hateful to her in person and then all of a sudden showed up and wanted to ask if you could bring her a meal after the baby is born, that would be weird. Yeah. That would be inconsistent. Exactly. That would be like, that would feel disingenuine because it would be. Mm-hmm. It would be disingenuous. It's different if someone has pointed out like, hey, I feel like, you know, you maybe said some things that you didn't know were a little harsh, but can I help you be aware of that? Right. And then you can turn around and and be gentler and kinder in the context of that relationship. But if you just get told by society that you need to be sensitive to something and you should be punished for not being sensitive to it, it's disingenuous. Not to mention the hypocrisy of it all. Why can't we feel bad why can't we be disgusted by what happened to George Floyd, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But also be oh, pro-cop. Yes. Right? Like pro-cops that believe that black people, people of color, and white people that commit crimes. Can we be pro-cop seeing everybody they serve in their communities as image bearers created by God and worthy of dignity simply because they're alive? Well, apparently not because... We're racist. It's one or the other. You mm-hmm. can't win. A lot of people are frustrated that that's 
where people go with the all lives matter thing instead of like, I understand. Like I get it. Yeah. I get it because yes, your life matters. I heard another podcaster talk about it this way. Your house is not on fire and your neighbor's house is on fire. And so your house matters, but your neighbor's house is on fire. And so you got to focus on that house mattering because it's in the state of crisis. I get it. It's the fear of being inconsistent. Right. Like that is the thing that enrages people. It's what drives so much of the fighting on social media. Well, and it does go back to what you were saying. You have this image in your mind yes. of this person that yes. you have been following. Yes. And then they come out of left field with this. I feel like those people have just started following. But the people that have been with me for a while and they know what Stu does and they know his job. Yeah. I get asked a lot if I only, you know, believe what Stu believes. Let well, me just tell y'all. Because <laughs> like, I know both of them. Excuse me? I know them both. <laughs> and the more opinionated one, uh-huh. not Stu. <laughs> He the head, but the woman the neck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, this whole week has been very eye-opening. Uh, it's revealing. It, it, it like is. the crisis 100%. is revealing. 100%. We see the cracks in our foundation, okay? Oh, 100%. And we talked about them. We talked about the communion, like being able to be mm-hmm. together and face-to-face. Yeah. That was taken from us. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the communion of people around us. And our communication styles are fractured. Oh, yeah. So that is going to lead to conflict. It's going to reflect the breakdown of our communication and the breakdown of our communion. I'm repeating it because repetition is the mother of all learning. <laughs> okay. When you engage in conflict, remember that you are in community with this person. I could have said community instead of communion, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. That's okay. Church background, Bible friend. It's fine. That's fine. When you engage in conflict, think of the person that you're conflicted with Think of the person that you are in conflict with as someone who is in your community and someone that you want to communicate something to. Or maybe it's somebody that you've been friends with for a very long time. And you might just get to that point where you just decide to agree to disagree. Yeah. And give her the benefit of the doubt. Whatever. If you've known me a long time, like these followers that have been with you and haven't gotten really mad about things, they've seen other stages of vulnerability that you've gone through. Also, side note, I've gotten a lot of messages. A lot of them have started off with, Lisa, we don't see eye to eye. That's why I love you because yeah. I learned from you and you were learning from me. Yeah. I will never ever attack somebody because of their beliefs. I am a little loud with my opinions. For instance, this one friend, we have complete opposite views on literally everything. When I see a post that has gone up under her profile, under her socials, I just scroll on by. I don't want the conflict. Yeah. You can also be a person that just d- wants to avoid the conflict. I don't want to have a conversation. I don't no. want to do a podcast with you. Those convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. Right. I am not going to convince you otherwise. Exactly. And you know what? I, because been, if you think the best mascara is man eater, right. I'm not going to convince you that it's the hypnose. Right. Okay. You know I love you my love studded lipstick. Yes. Cat yes. Von D for life. Okay. You're not going to convince just me otherwise. Expand on that same narrative. Uh, you know I can't convince you otherwise right so just let it be or break off the friendship yeah when is there a point that you're like okay i'm done because i don't want to keep i don't want to keep answering your questions you know where i stand you know what i believe Mm -hmm. you know and you know my principles asking you're not actually asking because you want to know my answer don't be passive aggressive okay i'm done i disagree with the presumption behind the question exactly because what you want me to do is say because i hate that person and i want them to die exactly that's what you want me to say 100 percent. because that's the accusation in the premise right like why on earth would you think that right okay 
don't act shocked. Just consider the opposite. If I was asking you why you feel so strongly about this same thing, just on the opposite side, how do you want me to ask you that? That's a great question. Okay? <laughs> yeah. How a great question. do you want to hear it? Love your neighbor as yourself. I, I understand that that's phrased in such a way that there's a presumption that you love yourself, but the way that Christ was talking, the language that he used, it spoke more to the preservation of yourself. Like, you want to pres- you have a natural instinct to repel harm and to preserve yourself. Treat the other person as though you want to preserve their dignity. Don't try and make people look stupid if you don't want to be made to look stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because yeah. that's what so many of these questions are. They want to catch you in an inconsistent representation of what you're trying to communicate. And that's exactly to your point. That is what I've learned, especially this week. Mm -hmm. This is why this has been in our close group. I posted that disclaimer announcement. If you don't agree, that's fine. But if you're going to sit here and be passive aggressive and virtue signal, get the hell off the page. We're going to be the change. We're going to be a safe, healthy place to exchange these ideas. Exactly. Okay. I've been told that I don't know. I want to know. Right. Tell me. It's not your job to educate me on this, but I would like for you to enter into it anyway. I know it's not your job and I'm sorry. I don't know, but help me or, or don't, or just don't, or just don't be fr- like, if, if you feel like I'm offensive to that degree and you don't want to help me understand if you just want to capitalize on it. Right. Or just rile. Yes. People love that. It's entertaining. This it, is not a real housewives reunion. It, this is a thing too. At one point earlier in this week, you know, I was getting updates from my people in Philly on the looters and rioters. If there's one place not to touch, stay away from Wawa. Someone had said they're coming after, you know, they're going after these oh, stores. And then this is, and then this one person goes, who are they? The rioters. Who the fuck do you think we're talking about? Do you want me to say those evil black people? I mean, is right? that what you want me to say? Do you want me to but just say the N-word? Is the, that what you want? Because that's not what I'm saying. And you know that's not what I'm okay. saying. So stop trying to rile people up. Okay. It's I'm not gonna be tolerated. About the people with poor intent who are from all over the world originally. I don't know where all of the ancestors hail from, but I'm not just talking about black people. Yeah. I'm talking about opportunistic rioters that are paid by George Soros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if you want to talk about not. white hate, oh man, look up George Soros. Well, or when he doesn't pay them and they show up at his oh office, my gosh. like really holding upside down flags, chanting, where's my money? I was trying to say this in a not so direct way over stories this week, but like, hello, everyone. There is an agenda. It's not coincidence that it's an election year. But the- that's not going to come up on Google. No, 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 of course not. There's another search engine though. Oh, really? Yes. It's called DuckDuckGo. It doesn't have like, if oh, yeah, you, I've if heard you of look this. something up on this search engine, okay. it will look completely different from the way that it looks on Google. Okay. Private search. Mm-hmm. Give me something to search. Oh, I mean, you can, uh, you can search like oh. Soros and Antifa. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be that controversial because it's, it's not like a hard right wing, like right. conservatives only search engine. It's just like a privately run, you know, it's Holy not one shit. Way. George Soros is 89. When's this guy going to die? I'm telling you. Where's all the money going to go once he dies? To I Antifa? Just, I just pray that, you know, maybe he has He's an end of life conversion and he feels the weight of what's happening on him and comes to cry. I mean, that would be a beautiful, beautiful story. Like, <laughs> or maybe one of his own just docks oh, him. Oh gosh. Docks him. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, yeah, yeah. This whole week honestly has just been mentally exhausting. Well, it's self-reflection is a lot of work. Like we've been forced into a corner of self-reflection. That's just where we are because all of these feelings are evoked. 
And at some point you have to set your phone down and really think about why am I feeling so strongly about all of it? And I get it. You're going to have an emotional reaction to seeing cities that are near you being burned to the ground. In some cases, I mean, apartment buildings that were that had businesses and lobbies like people in the apartments above them could see it happening and couldn't do anything. So I get that that's that you're going to have an emotional response to it. But because of everything that's behind it, because this isn't an isolated incident. No. And we keep talking about George Floyd. There are so many others. Breonna Taylor, oh. Armada Arbery. I run with Maude, the whole movement there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. been building. Forgive me that I don't have time to name all of them. But there there's millennia of wrongful hate and death because the human heart is wickedly broken. It's broken and deceitful. Who can know? Like people are broken. Our desires are disordered Mm -hmm. and we don't view one another with the dignity that your image bearing ontological presence demands. Why can't we have a child's view of this? There was a video on TikTok that I posted. And of course, TikTok, you can't pull up on desktop, desktop, but I do have a whole tab on my Instagram that says love's greater than hate. Oh, I love that. And that was the thing. Like after this week, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to keep posting the, the, the police brutality yeah. and the constant like, replays of the rioters and the looters. I want to see these communities coming together. I want to see the cops and the protesters doing the Cupid shuffle. And praying together. And praying together. Like, Like, I want these moments. And that's why this whole week, I'm like, oh, I'm going there. I'm going to make my whole page and my whole story, all of them. Yeah. Just little clips of the stuff you're not seeing in the mainstream media. And that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Because they want you to keep believing that it's terrible. uh, They do. And they don't want you to see the good side. I had someone message me the other day. She voice messaged me. And the thing about the trash. Yeah. 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 She said, this was in Portland, Maine a couple days ago. Her husband was there at the peaceful protest. Everybody was great. Just like the little protest Mm -hmm. in Grapevine last night. Mm -hmm. Nobody was causing anybody any drama. Everybody was respecting the space. There was nothing going on. A news reporter pulls up. Her and her cameraman get out. She goes to the trash, Mm -hmm. pulls the trash out of the garbage, sprinkles it all over the ground, and goes live. This is destruction. This is exactly what we're talking it's about. Fake news. That's right. That is 1000% fake news. So for like all- she could have just turned around and been like, hey, don't y'all want to fight? Great. If we pay you, will you fight? Yeah. Like, I'll give you $5. Like, Can I you guys just pretend spot. you're mad? Just be mad. Pretend. Like, Role come play. over here and heckle me. Role play. Yeah. Okay. And act like I'm the enemy. Try and grab the mic for me. Okay. And I would, I'd like a black person to do that. Right. I'm going to need you to be black while you heckle me. Yeah, exactly. Okay? This, That's racism. This is That's the narrative. That's capitalizing on the pain. Yes. Okay. That they're trying to express. It might not get to the level that they want it to, but they're going to capitalize it on as much as they can. Right. And uh, I'm so thankful for the news outlets that are <clears throat> the blaze, I'm a little biased, right. but Presenting that are actually actually that, are that are telling us what is really really going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and because, it's been consistent, right? The mainstream media is just picking and choosing what they want to show you, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Because it fits the narrative, one thousand, and they have to keep moving the bar. If this happened to George Floyd mm-hmm. next year, it just depends on who it, like which way does it go. I feel like sometimes either side is going to act like if you elect the person that we don't want as the majority, this is what you're 
you're going to get for four more years. Mm -hmm. This is the threat. So if you vote for that person, get on board because this is what you're going to be dealing with. My brother for a while, especially during the coronavirus, which by the way is still happening. Stu, it's still a thing. Stu, Stu did tell me numbers are up. And what happened to the murder hornets? Where did they go? Yeah, that, that just went away. Oh, that, the meme is hilarious. The that murder hornets? Stopped. Where are the murder hornets? That? Can we just go back? That was a week. Please. There was a couple of murder hornets around and now they're gone. And now they're gone. Maybe Antifa got those too. Okay. But Let's hope. <laughs> like the coronavirus is still a thing, but we were saying my brother at the beginning of all this was like, this is a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I got my mom in my ear going, Lisa, this is the end of times. This is what they're talking about in the Bible. Book of Revelations. Mm-hmm. All evil will be revealed. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're certainly seeing it all for sure. Eschatological ministers blew up. Oh my God. I want to stick with what Glenn's whole outlook is. Some people, hopefully most people, are going to start waking up. Trump's been saying for a long time he's going to drain the swamp. And that's what's happening and Washington doesn't love it. My draining the swamp came in the form of unfollowing yes. and snoozing. Your own personal swamp. It needed, oh, it my to be swamp has been drained, honey. Yep. All the gators. I love it. They're gone. Nope. I'm not even okay. ma- Now when I open up my Facebook, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. I only see the people that I want to see. Yeah. I don't have to hear from all these loud mouths telling me what I need to think, believe, feel, post. I don't, yeah. I don't need to and get again, lectured. And again, it's not all yes people. No. Like there are still friends there that want to peaceably interact. I had a friend of mine who I reached out to specifically because, and I'm not the standard. I'm not the standard. I am not saying that this is the expectation everybody should meet, just so we're clear. But I did reach out to a friend who I know specifically, we don't see eye to eye on issues. We are longtime friends, like 13 years, husbands in each other's weddings, care deeply for one another, but don't see eye to eye on some political issues. And I reached out to her specifically because I knew that we don't agree. And I sent her something that I felt would be personal for her. And she messaged me back and she messaged a long thing. It was a long thing. And first I tried Instagram and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to text her. Right. Like, let me take it up another level. Yeah. And if she doesn't respond, maybe I'll just call her because I wanted to work that communication in a way that felt comfortable. So when she messaged back, she was uh, grateful that I reached out, but also she asked me to unfollow someone that she saw I was following on social media. Really? Because she felt like this person, who I would more closely align with politically, wasn't being genuine about who they were. They, They were presenting this very opinionated, strong position. And while it didn't agree with my friend politically, it would have fallen more on my sphere mm-hmm. of and my outlook. So did she see that you liked it? The post she could see that I was following this person. Okay, because her mom had sent her content from this same person. But because of the way that my friend addressed it with me, she was trying to educate me on something. She didn't yell like my friend. She didn't yell at me about it. She didn't say, you know what, we're not friends anymore because you're following this so and so, and I can't stand them. And so because you follow someone I can't see and I can't stand you. Never mind the 13 years of friendship. Never mind the multiple like long-term friendships that we've had day in and day out. So I received it the way that she meant it. And I did unfollow the influencer because at the end of the day, my relationship with my friend Mm -hmm. who asked me to unfollow this person was more important to me than as I'm scrolling seeing something from this influencer that may or may not be representative of how I feel. I mean, that's a great way to handle that. So you just have to consider who are you in community? Who is your neighbor? Right. Who's your neighbor? That is such a, yes. And how can you love your neighbor as yourself? I would do the same thing. You know? If someone were, if my sister were to call me and say, can you not? Because. Mm -hmm. Because they hate mixed kids. Exactly. Okay. Because they're they're, against the mixed kids. They are anti-interracial marriage. That was a 
thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Like it was. that is something that like there are pillars that have passed in oh. the church tradition mm-hmm. that the Christian community mm-hmm. has had to struggle with and still does. Still okay. Do. And we just have to be open to the fact that we don't know everything. We're fallible and inconsistent. We need compassion from y'all and grace from God in order to educate ourselves better. And we don't promise to go forward doing things perfectly. Right. We're aware of the fact there's going to be another crisis. Of course. We are all praying to God there's not another COVID. Oh, Lord. Not even another COVID outbreak, just another COVID. We've had a pandemic. We're good. Enough. Like, that's enough. We're just done. We're good without another pandemic. We're done. Okay. And we're praying to God that we don't have another senseless death of a person. At the hands of especially a cop. Especially a cop. Oh, my gosh. Who's meant to keep the community safe. On that note, I would like to personally thank all of the law enforcement, Mm -hmm. the good guys that are leaving their families and they're saying goodbye to their young kids every single day and the women that have to say goodbye to their husbands and their children that are going out there now on the front lines dangerously. Yeah, husband on night duty. Husband on night duty. With you and a new baby at home. Putting your your husband or your wife getting thrown into the front lines of these riots and these looters. I've gotten so many messages from cops' wives. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. posting all of these these mm-hmm. pro police mm-hmm. we are not seeing any of this yeah. on ABC. Yeah. The Today show is not showing me any of this. But yeah. thank you so much for all and it's not just me like it's not hard to search. I, I will tell you though that going through this TikTok is a damn full-time job. <sighs> I got laid off but I really still feel like I'm working full-time. I mean, social media is a revenue stream. I mean, maybe these, not for you but for some people. These stories are getting me. Oh my gosh. Know, oh my gosh, I'm yeah. just like crying so yeah. much. Yeah. Ugh. And all of them by the way, you can find on the tab on my Instagram with everything that I've posted so far and I feel like I'm going to have to start a second tab because I'm already hitting that 100 story mark. Yeah. I know you got to go. But what I wanted to say was when it comes to the police, what I really can't stand are all the posters. Mm-hmm. Fuck the police. Oh my gosh. Defund the police. Because who are you going to call when someone is breaking into your home? Plenty of the cops that I have posted are black. Mm-hmm. And they're so funny on TikTok. I love all these cops that are doing all the TikToks. Who are approaching it with a sense of humor. They really are. Like, we're going to laugh instead of cry. Yeah, exactly. And they're saying, look at, like, we know you hate us, but yeah. I'm still going to put on my uniform and I'm, I am here to serve you. I took an oath. I'm going to serve and protect my community. And it just kills me to see the world turn on the people who protect us. There are corrupt and bad cops out there. Yeah. We have all acknowledged this fact, even the police themselves. So that's corporate. If you feel like you personally want to do something, your city should have a non-emergency phone number that exactly, you can call. Yeah. You can Google yep. your city. Yep. You can Google. Or you can DuckDuckGo Or it. you can DuckDuckGo yeah. it. Put in your city. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Right. Uh, the name of your town or yep. city and non-emergency number. And you can call and whomever you get on the phone because the receptionist answering is just as helpful in the process and tell them thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. My family appreciates that we get to live in the benefit of you doing your job. And you know what? I don't have to agree with your politics. Mm -hmm. I don't have to agree with whatever it is that you personally think and feel as a servant of the community to benefit from the fact that you're patrolling my streets. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking to see your conservative card. Mm -mm. Okay. To know that you're protecting my children. Thank you. Thank you. You can just get make them cry. Like they'll cry. Mm-hmm. They'll cry hearing it. Oh my. The non-emergency number. They're getting calls all day. People that are just annoyed with the sound level of their neighbors. Oh, or yeah. there's a possum dead in the road. Can you please tell animal control to come? Uh-huh. Like very entitled phone uh-huh. calls, but not emergent. So 
the fact that you took the time to just call them and say thank you and tell everyone on your patrol unit that I said thank you, please, mm-hmm. and that we're so fortunate to live in a place. Other countries don't have 911. Other places in the world, they don't have a phone number to call when someone has gashed their knee open and have mm-hmm. to be transported by ambulance because you're a one-car family. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if the worst is happening, there's no emergency phone number to call. You just fight it out. Mm-hmm. You just deal. You live or you don't or you don't or there's just no one coming. So the fact that we live in a place where there is always you someone there all nine protect you. Yes. And you know, someone's going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big, big deal. And we're not entitled to it. Imagine like it's not something that you earned. It's a gift. Imagine a world without cops. Oh, my gosh. You guys think this is crazy. Mm. You think that this is madness. Imagine a world where there's no, no one that's going to enforce yep, the rules. Because I was saying this too. If these, pro- like there was a bunch of videos of, oh my gosh, cops, they're just plowing through the crowds. Well, mm. I'm sorry. Get the hell out of the road. You see five cop cars slowly approaching your group. And you know what they're doing. Yeah. Like you're out past curfew. Yeah. You know what Move. they're there for. Move. Yeah. Move. But the people are there waiting for the But they cars. want, and they want to, yeah, they're they want to be heard. Yeah. We got you. Move out of the effing road. Mm. I'm sorry. If any car runs you over, it's your fault because you didn't get the heck out of the way. Setting police vehicles on fire, looting, rioting, attacking people for no reason. How is that honoring George Floyd? Yeah. And David Dorn. I can't. Like, oh. I, there's obviously this is our take and by all means always call 972-890-9467 yeah and let me tell you because y'all see the full lisa page like y'all y'all get the full exposure okay the exposure. like loud a little bit loud little and loud. i'm in the club i'm in the little bit loud club well you are you're you're i was before quarantine you, you a little are. bit more around and yeah <laughs> loud and round lisa does have like she is receptive okay She's a radio host and kind of a mogul, and she's got a platform and a presence that she's expected to maintain and project, but she is receptive, and she does care about her people. So I I understand that you're hearing things at a very loud volume, and right now everybody's sensitive. This isn't just her saying, call me. There's not an attitude behind it. It actually is like, help me understand the things that I don't understand. You just don't see what you don't see. And so it's really helpful for those that have different opinions and can approach it lovingly and with a teachable heart. Because we can we can do this together. Well, this it's it's going to take both sides right. to rebuild when we come out of this. Exactly. And this is a start. Yeah. We, we just have to have a conversation. But attacking, labeling, yeah. calling out, that's not doing anything. And dehumanizing. So just remember that the person in front of you, you've got communion with them. You want to communicate with them. They've got dignity. They're an image bearer. For those outside the church, I'm sorry if that language is totally just not applicable but see them as you would see yourself mm-hmm. like try and protect them the way that you would protect yourself especially your friends when it's your friends especially um, oh, like give your friend the benefit out of the doubt right okay you've been friends with them for so many other reasons you're mad about a lot of things right now your friends like the people in your your family oh my gosh our families can drive us crazy. oh yeah mm-hmm. give your family the benefit of the doubt like they're not trying to just disprove everything you say and make you look stupid. Because if they're really your friend or if they're like they really care about you and your family, they don't want you to look stupid. Of course. They don't want to be right just for the sake of being right. Right. It's just that everything has turned up, including offense. Mm-hmm. So we can all make a difference and show the love of Christ to a watching world by serving one another in a time when service to one another is not popular. And by acting in humility in a time when humility is a Offensive. Pride and arrogance are the things that are praised and lauded. Y'all go out there and be humble. Humbly engage in productive conflict and just help us all learn. We're going to get through it. Bible friend Lindsay, everybody. Thanks for having me. That was guys. so good, Lindsay. It's like you, you need your own podcast. 
All right, this is episode, I think, 47 of the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see y'all soon. He's broken down and tired of living life on a merry-go-round. You can't find a fighter by sitting you. So we go walk it out. Move mountains. We can walk it out Ooh, on days And I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid I'll rise up, and I'll do it a thousand times again And I'll Silence is a quiet And it feels like it's getting hard to breathe And I know you feel like dying But I promise we'll take the world to its feet Ooh, on days Bring it to its feet And I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid I'll rise up, and I'll do it a thousand times again
Sandra Day. This is like this song, man. Goosebumps. Like I don't need to cry anymore. I've cried way too much. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm sure that some of you didn't agree with everything. Hopefully a lot of you saw what we were seeing, our perspectives, but it's cool. We respect, we respect your opinion. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Next week will be a lot lighter on the subject matter. This yeah. is real. This is a deep dive. Yeah. It's got to be something like maybe the whoopie pies that came today. Hopefully it's because things are going to go really well over the weekend. Maybe we've put the vibe out. There's some sort of breakthrough. The breakthrough. Okay. Something wonderful happens. Yeah. And, and when they go on the news for their first interview, they're like, Lisa Page inspired me and her friend was there. I can't remember. Her Lisa name. Page made me do it. Lisa Page and Lindsay brought us world peace. Okay. That's what it was. There it was. Yep. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Have uh, a great week. Remember coronavirus is still, it's still a thing. Still Be careful. Thing. Okay. Have caution. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.